and turnbuckles a pot Shack studio fort worth production here's your host knuckles poppy and mike dub dub hey guys welcome back to another episode of side hustles and turnbuckles i'm knuckles i'm poppy and i'm mike dub dub and this week we're coming back to you and we are coming all the way out to cleveland ohio where we have the one famous heat wave. Um, I guess I got that right, Brady. Yes, you have it. <laughs> all right. Tell us all about it yourself, Brady. Well, I'm a retired firefighter. Uh, I was a firefighter in East Cleveland, Ohio for 27 wonderful years. I also dabbled in professional wrestling. Uh, that happened way back in 1974. It was all of 21 years old. Johnny Powers is the main wrestling guy here uh, in Queen, Ohio. Had advertised during the summer of 74. He's opened up a wrestling training school not far from where I live. So I thought about it. I thought, man, man, man. But then October, that itch had been scratched. And I wrote a letter. He told me to come down on a Monday. I was a little late in there. He said, well, come back on Saturday. So I came back to, on, on Saturday, and I got in the ring. He liked what he saw. I said, Mr. Powers, I don't have the funds to pay for the wrestling training sessions. I said, don't worry, we'll work out. You got talent, and you're smart, so we'll, we'll work something out. He did. I trained from, let's see, October to about February, about, actually about January. I made my debut at the Akron National Guard Army uh, in February 1974. My parents were there. And saw me, but before then, I we drove and saw Johnny Paws walking into the arena. My father tried to get his attention, but John was too far gone in. So I, I got out the car, walked into the locker room. OMG, this takes McKenzie. That's a dude with a butcher. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I'm still new to all this, and I'm excited to see these guys. I watch them television, I'm like, wow, and then I, I didn't know what to say. So I, I walked in, sit down, everyone came over and introduced themselves, you know, to me. Louis Martinez was there too. And I called him at the work, I don't know, call him Poppy, which in Spanish is Papa. <laughs> and um I I really had a good time. I didn't win the first match but I put on a good showing and I guess uh, John Paul's like what he saw. So I, I wrestled again, uh, I think at Saint Joe's High School that's in um uh, Ohio. And then the first show in 75 uh, at the Coliseum, I was on the first show. And that was really uh, overwhelming. I walked in, there's Arnie Lab playing uh, chess with Billy Red Lines. And I saw all these people. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, I didn't know what to say, but no one knows when a new kid walked off the street. I was Mark walking in. So I got real quiet and watching him. So I just quietly went and sat down. And one by, uh, by one, Y'all came over, introduced themselves to me, uh, shook my hand, and then Ernie Ladd stood up and up and up. He came over and last is big busters. We're telling one thing, Mr. Announcer. We're telling one thing. I'm so hungry I could cry. He's big, loud busters. But when I met him, it was him to shake his hand. He sounded like this, Ernie Ladd. I was so, he was so soft. Is this the same big chat lad on TV? Loud and busters? Wow. But it was good because uh, the one thing I was always curious, I always wanted to learn 
So I always ask questions. And they like that the veterans, that shows you're trying to learn. Now, if you feel yourself that, boy, you like to fly, I like to play. But uh, I remember Jerry Banks was a wrestler trainer. He was in the school said, if the wrestlers like you, they come over and talk to you and tap on the shoulder. And guess what happened? And you was like, did I tell you? Didn't I tell you? And I was amazed. I was always trying to learn. Um, and there was one wrestler, I can't remember his name. Uh, he was the father-in-law of Dr. Sam Shepard. Sam Shepard married his daughter. Um, I know his first name is George Mill. No country was last name. One of the nicest, kindest men I've ever met in wrestling. Uh, if you want to know something, who showed great teacher. I wish I could be broken by him. He was a tremendous person, wonderful man, and great teacher. I'm, I'm always trying to learn, always asking questions. Would you watch me this? What do you think about that? And I always tried to learn. I loved it. I loved uh, being a professional wrestler. And, but the most fun I had was taking care of all the kids that come up. I never turned down on that. Even though I'm a, I was nobody, I never turned anyone down. In fact, later on in my career, I had extra T-shirts as a firefighter. I'd get T-shirts out. In fact, um, wow. in 1984, I wrestled in East Cleveland at the Shaw Civic Center. Uh, local hero. He uh, got an interview on Chalet. I think it was, uh, it was called, I think, Kenny Coleman. Uh, he was Kenny, Kenny Coleman, uh, uh, sports announcer in Channel 8, and uh, interviewed me. And she'll be working out. And uh, I didn't know what to say. I was just so overwhelmed. But anyway, the match went after my match. All these kids come up. I mean, they surrounded the ring. So I started signing every piece of paper I could. And so I said, we want you back a lot from now. I said, listen, we'll take care of all these children. I'll be back. A half hour later, my arm looking like I don't know what. No, I'm just kidding about that. But uh, I took half an hour. I signed every piece of paper. I said to myself, if I ever make it in this business, I'll take care of all these children. And I remember when I was a youngster uh, myself, I was always elated when someone signed on a piece of paper. I moved down when they couldn't because they were in a hurry, they had to go. But I promised myself I'll never be in a hurry where I can't sign a piece of paper. In fact, I, when I gave a T-shirt out to one child, his father said, would you take a picture of myself? I said, sure. And then one little guy with special needs, his caretaker, said, when you came over and rustled his head and his hair, he was going like that. And I said, wow. Because I remember I was a child one time, too. And I always, always trying to, to take care of the fans. That's a plus with me. So let me ask you, who was one of your most toughest opponents you ever wrestled? My toughest opponent? Oh, that would be Zotan the Great. And why would you say he was your toughest? Oh, because he was tricky. He could he could wrestle clean, but he would get dirty after a while. He was tricky because he, he was always full of tricks. You always had to be aware of what you got to do next. He's one of my toughest opponents. But you know what? I take that back. The toughest opponent I ever faced was Bulldog Brower, 1978 in Fairmont, Virginia. I put on, I, I think I, I handled myself very well. I didn't win, but that was all right. Let's put it this way. He felt me uh, all on him. So he felt me too. Every lick that he gave me, I gave him a lick of back. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I also wrestled uh, Bull Curry. Bull Curry was crazy. 
That's the worst time I've been hit with a chair. It's coming to my face. I may not be the best, the best looking man in the world. Whatever looks I have with a kid, that chair is coming to my face. I got my elbows up. It cracked both my elbows. Oh, God. I couldn't straight down my elbows for two weeks. Did that hurt? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was around my top after two weeks. <laughs> man. <laughs> What's the worst you ever got hurt uh, being a wrestler? Oh, that would have been about 1990, I almost say six. I was in a match in uh, Monroe, Michigan, and I didn't have no time to warm up. I got there kind of late, so I had time to probably warm up. And I over-anticipated. I got my neck driven, driven into the mat, and they didn't move numb. I said, oh, my God, I'm going to be paralyzed. But the feeling came back, and I was a later, I said, guys, I'm hurt. And I said, if you take me out, don't move my neck. The feeling came back. It was, uh, I pinched the nerve, but thank God I wasn't paralyzed. If I broke a vertebrae, I might be paralyzed today. Man. So that was one of the things I'm being in condition. And I work out every day of the week. I had to be in really bad condition. I'd be paralyzed. But I, I was about to see you have a stinger. Just take it easy for a few days, and that was okay. Very grateful. Thank God for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> You ever won any belts? Yes, uh, I was a, I think CWA single champion, also CWA tag team champion. Cool. How long were you tag team champs? Uh, I was champ for a while. Uh, single champ about a year. Tag team champion, same thing about a year. Had a good partner. He was young. Uh, he was winning young, and that's the fun thing about it. Um, you know, you you get people that are willing to listen. Those are people that can work with, but some people don't want to listen. Those are the ones that oh, get themselves hurt and hurt you. So, you, you know, most people in wrestling are, are pretty decent people. Every once in a while, you a bad apple, bad attitude, and so forth. But for the most part, I haven't really met any, anyone. I take it back. There was one person that uh, took me to the limit, and I almost lost it. Um, uh, let's put it this way. The match ended up, he gave up. He had no choice to give up. And he said something to me. And I, I walked away. I was really angry. I walked away. I turned around when he said something to me. I said to myself, if I go back into the ring, I must finish where I started. But another wrestler talked me down, went back to lock up. Actually, the right opponent and I actually shook hands. You know, and, and, you know, I don't hold grudges. I don't hold grudges. I just... I learned to, to forgive and forget. That's important. That's good, Brady. Brady, if if, uh, if we ever want to see you in action, have, do you have a website that we can go to? No, I really, really don't. I just have on my email. That's about it. I, I like I said, I'm still learning about all these operations with the computer and so forth. I'm savvy, but there's some things I'm still learning. My granddaughter's much better than me. That girl's amazing. <laughs> They get my grandson too with these kids nowadays. What they can learn in computer. I'm still at uh, let's put it this way. I'm ABC. I'm at the A level right now. So still <laughs> actually C level. The C level. Hope to become a B level. <laughs> we were talking about this the other day. You're 71 mm-hmm. years old now, and you are fixing to make an official comeback into being starting no, your no, wrestling. No, 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 sir. Uh, no, correct. I'm seven years oh, young. Oh, seventy no, years young. Seventy years. I don't young. want to put another yeah. year on you. Sorry, but you're gonna exactly. you're okay. gonna come back and go into the ring again. 
What I'd like to, uh, I may not be able to come back this year because I'm going to have my right knee replaced uh, in actually two weeks. If I'm not ready, then I'll make my re-debut in 2024. That's going to be cool. Right now, I'm not your normal 70-year-old. I'm Abby Normal. (laughs) I've been since then. I don't look at them. There's people that don't believe I'm 70. I said, listen, I'll show my driver's license. I was born March 25th, 1953. This makes me now 70 years young. Not old, young. <laughs> I, have, I have a little bit of pride. I take good care of myself. Um, I have a good diet. Uh, I work out regularly. I'm, I'll tell you what. I'm a walking miracle. I'll tell you the story of what, what happened to me. As a young firefighter, I was 32, which is young. Uh, we were fighting a fire, and it wasn't that bad of a fire. In fact, I had the hose to put the fire out. Our chief went to check to see if the fire had extended elsewhere. So there was climbed up the ladder. It was Bob Bashan C, firefighter, Dan Chismire, a year ahead of me, and me. I, I, I came on in 1981. Dan came on in 1980. Bob Bashan felt a shudder, and he more experienced than us. He jumped in a, a window. Uh, and Dan and I took a ride when the porch collapsed. It had a wow. weak support. We knew that we fell 20 feet and landed on asphalt. Oh. Dan broke the fuse and has an injuries. I got the worst. I'm laying there. I moved my arms, moved my legs. I said, Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm not paralyzed. I was hurt pretty bad. I was actually bleeding in fact, so my blood pressure was dropping. Oh, wow. So the rescue team from Clean Eyes put something called mass trousers on my legs which helped build up uh, my blood pressure. Uh, later I found out, when I gave a, a, a specimen, uh, I was bleeding inside. It turned out to be a bruised kidney. Had that kidney been lacerated, I would have bled out there or died right there being glory land. Wow. So anyway, um, I had a rough night. I didn't want to eat so I was hungry, but I couldn't eat. They fed me ice chips, which was good. So I had a little bit of hydration. And this morning, Dr. Korn, the orthopedic, Came in and he said, Dr. Boss, you know you're a walking miracle? You're only firefighter because of that that fall. The reason I survived that fall, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ spared my life. I'm a follower of Christ. I gave my life to Christ way back in 1972 in the Billy Graham Crusade at the Old Cleveland Stadium, Municipal Stadium. Uh, it was July 20th, 1972. And when he said, You're the only firefighter because survived that fall, I worked out uh, religiously. You look on bodybuilding or, or weight training religion, that's my religion. Anyway, I worked out, and that's the reason why I didn't break any bones. I hit asphalt, probably 20 feet, the speed. I joke about it. Falling was cool. Sun stop, not cool. <laughs> and I joke about it. I forgot to pack my parachute. <laughs> wow. But you know what? I, I laugh at that now, but if it happened for when the Lord number one and me working out, you know the firefighter could survive that fall. You said you're the only one. It made me seem kind of special, but I was just happy to be alive. So I said, Doctor, can I please eat? I'm starving. Well, you can eat. We know what the problem is. Bruce, can eat? You're okay. So the next day I was able to eat. Someone told me to order double everything. The lady, the nurse brought my food in. And I said, who is food for? It's for me. Leave me alone, I'll stab you with my fork. Yeah. Never become an hungry man in this world. The chief told me, son, if you don't do anything right, always enjoy your meals. Yes, chief? Sure. <laughs> hey, Brady. Why do I have my meal? 
Hey, Brandon. Yes. This is. Can you hear me? Yes. Hey, this is Big Skinny. Yes, I can hear you. This is Big Skinny, the producer. I also spent time as a firefighter myself, so I, I can relate to that, man. Um, oh, you know. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a <laughs> great... Really- it's a great, exciting job. My question to you: Oh yes, it's was there yes. more adrenaline uh, with firefighting or with wrestling? I'm going to say actually both. Both of my food with adrenaline. Um, wrestling, you, you look. Oh, well, you knew you you knew you really you pumped up the fans. They pump you up, get you going. Firefighting the same way. You got adrenaline. You get that rush. You're going in, as you know, you're going to a dangerous situation. And we knew going into fires for some of us, maybe our last time going in, the job was dangerous. But the thing is, uh, was I afraid? Yes. Every fire, I was afraid. But the thing is, you learn to control your fear. Number one, I have a strong faith. Uh, I, my, one of my favorite ball verses is Isaiah, I, I'm sorry, Isaiah 43, verses 2 and 3. It says, I'm going to water, they won't overwhelm me. You want to fire, you won't be burnt. I'll be right there with you. My faith kept me grounded. Because people are afraid. They don't want to lose their property. So we have to control our fear to put out and save their, their property to put that fire out. We see the fire is the enemy. It's the dragon. We're there to slay the dragon. We say a lot of dragons, but sometimes the dragon will win. We lose property. We do the best we can. Nothing to do about that, but just do the best you can when you can. And you have five more successes that way. Hey, Brady. Go ahead. I'll when, ask anything you want. When you were when you were the tag team, what, what was the name of y'all's team? The American Dream Team. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, that's good. <laughs> kind of a play oh, on yeah, Dusty Rhodes there in a little bit, but... <laughs> Yeah, I think we were the dream team before they. Well, you know, they might have been before us or, or close to it. Have you ever wrestled anybody famous? Oh, Bulldog Brower. Let's see. Wild Bull Curry. Oh, yeah, you said that. Let's see. There's a tag team. Oh, Rip Hawk. And I tried to get Rip Hawk and Sweet Hansen. Okay. Oh, Sweet Hansen. Woo wee. I, I remember him. Play was, I put a headlock. I had him in a hammer. No, what was that? A full Nelson. He stood up. I'm off my feet. <laughs> that man was big. He chopped me in the chest so hard one time. I was coughing like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That man has a big hand. Big hand. You know, when he slapped you in the chest, it hurts, huh? Oh, yeah. It still burns. <laughs> We were listening to some of them brutal chops uh, Friday night at that wrestling man from Set and Ringside man. It just I was rubbing my chest and oh, some bad. of them, man. Oh yeah, I remember watching Ric Flair do that. Person, oh yeah, you feel for a person to get chopped. He chops so hard, you feel it. Man, you want to stand up straight. <laughs> but I guess that's the whole point of it, man. You want to make the crowd feel what you're feeling, man. So I mean, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> they're gonna go ooh ah. <laughs> You know what, that crowd, oh, my goodness. Uh, I love them because they get you pumped up. You know, I remember one time, I think it was in a match in Akron, and uh, the crowd goes, go, Brady, go, go, Brady, go, go, Brady, go. And, you know, you get energized. And when you're down, you feel that energy. It just picks you right up. You get strength that you never knew that you had. And you come back with fury. I loved it. 
So um, you, you said something the other day that y'all got a, a show you're working on promoting. Yes, uh, the owner of Lafayette uh, Restaurant, uh, is Brian, he's cleaning up with uh, the neighbor next door title box, and they want to put on a show sometime this summer. I told the winter July and it was more stable. Uh, he wants to have luchador wrestlers. And it was recommended to me by another wrestling friend, wrestling brother, that he have old school wrestlers on like WWE type wrestlers. Uh, not just luchadors, but have a, a variety of wrestlers. I would love to be wrestling there, but most chance I, I probably won't be ready by then. But I'll be involved in some way promoting it uh, uh, in some way. Talk to guys in the locker room. I'll be involved some way. Referee, uh, manager, you yeah. can do that. That's a good possibility. I could do that until I get back in the ring. I would do that. I have no problem with it. Whatever that needs to be done, I'll be there. Someone told me, do the best you can when you can. So, yes, I mean, until I get back in the ring, I could be a manager. I think I'd be a very good manager. Yeah, you could be like, come out like the Godfather. You could be like all, like, pimped out, man. And- oh, I don't think I'm going to be the Godfather. <laughs> I don't think so. It's more like, um, who was it? Uh, who was the manager of Bruno San Martino? Oh. Uh, something like that. <laughs> hey, Brady. Yes. I um, mean, did you and Angel ever, ever wrestle together? Uh, yes, yes. We were attacking, I think, with Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Wow. Wow, oh, that's amazing. That's cool. Yeah, uh, it's from less than 10 I think it was about 1996. I believe we were in Lorraine, Ohio. And you know what? Angel can fly too. But I did something real what they'd done. I copied off a of Superfly. He's finishing hold the Superfly. And it was like, Dylan, oh, my God, I'm not supposed to do that. This is his. That was pretty cool. You got to uh, wrestle with Jimmy Snooker. Oh, yeah. He was cool. He, he saw like this, hey, brother, how you doing? Look good, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jimmy Superfly. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. I just love that Superfly. So you that were- can fly for real. Speaking of Superfly, you were pretty much a grounded wrestler. You didn't use it. You didn't climb the turnbuckles too much, did you? No, I'm old school. I, I like to keep it on the mat. I like to wrestle. Um, I'm like, one, my favorite wrestler of all time, I was just watching him wrestle. I was Brett the Hitman Hart. I Uh-oh. love watching him perform. And I tried to keep it that way. In fact, when I started wrestling, Jack Powers had his own style. Well, I wanted to develop my own style. And I, I want to be... I was up his protege. I wanted to be different, not wrestle like him. I had to get my own style. I like ground. I, I'm an amateur wrestler. I'm from a good amateur wrestling background. I always like to ground it all. So I'm, I, I like staying on the ground. I drop kick not often, every so often. But he's a turnbuckle. I would come up and jump over, uh, with an elbow. But I like to keep on the ground. I like to ground my opponent and wrestle. Yeah, flying for the young guys. It's ground and pound, right? <laughs> you catch, you catch <laughs> yeah. them when they land on the ground, then they're yours. Like I said, oh, ground yeah, and pound. It's all over. It's all keep them on the ground. <laughs> so what was your what was your finishing move? My finishing move was something called the backdraft. You got the idea for the backdraft of fire is when the fire is simmering. If you need something, you open the door without breaking the window to invent the place. Right. They'll come back on and they go, oh, big rush of fire. I've seen it happen. Uh, cool guys went into fire and they were on the floor. All of a sudden, he went down quick. 
one guy got his, score, his helmet was scorched. It was uh, it was melted, literally. Oh, That's wow. how hot that, that backdrop wow. is. So my uh, backdrop is a super kick. As a firefighter, I kicked in 29 doors, two double doors uh, at a hospital. And the maintenance person was there with the key. I got really angry because he was supposed to be with the key. Every second, the fire gets bigger. You don't suppress it. It's going to get bigger and bigger. So what I did, I couldn't wait any longer. I kicked in two double doors. The guy said he couldn't wait. I said, no, you, next time you're here, you're here with the key. And I was angry and stoned off. But because of that uh, big part of my legs, I kicked in 29 doors in 27 years. I wanted to get door 30. But I had to retire before then. But one thing I, I did do, and realized I'd done, we had uh, a call smoking. So probably building, it was smoking. So the guys uh, have a tool called the, the Halligan tool. Halligan is for the hooligan, the hooligan being me. <laughs> anyway, they, uh, by the time they got off the truck, I was gone. I was up the stairway, up to the second floor. I turned around, and I don't snap kick, because that's how you can hurt yourself. I turned around, I meal kicked the door in. And what I'd done, I realized what I had done until later, when uh, Lieutenant uh, Jones and Lieutenant Sells came up, I think Lieutenant Jones said to Lieutenant Sells, out, look at this, look at this. I thought, what I do? Did I do something wrong, man? Trouble? I had kicked in the frame of the door. I I never done that. As real go, all I knew was to get inside to get whatever out was on fire, uh, as it turned out, the guy had left a pizza box in the oven to smoke up the place pretty bad. But I never, had never kicked in the frame before, ever. I'm like, oh, my wow. God, what have I done? I guess that made me something special. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, when I, I came back, well, a couple years ago, I was going to go in to visit the guys. I talked to a young man who's going to be leaving. He's clearly going, it's Euclid. He said, I heard about you. You're a legend. What? Me? I just try to do my job. But I think the legend came because I survived a 25th fall land on asphalt. That's the only thing I can think of. I was no one special. I just did the best I could on my job. That's all I could ever do. And when the legend, well, I'll just take it. And I'll just be gracious about it and take it and be grateful. You know, and when I go back to station to visit, I go back often, I talk to young guys and listen. So I try to share my, my words of wisdom with them, and they're, they're good people. They're respectful. And that's one thing I love about the school. The guys, they have these clearly now, they take very good care of me. You know, when I come back, uh, the visit is food. One time I was so tired on uh, uh, Super Bowl night. I said, Brady, you can sit down here. They said that uh, comfortable chairs. I stayed the night, slept down, and woke up the next morning. I was back at the fire station again. <laughs> uh, I miss my career. I miss my job. Sometimes, you know, uh, I just think about it. I tear up a little bit. Yeah, I cry. You know, I'm not ashamed of when I cry, but I love my job. But the thing I love most was being uh, a career day a fire speaker. I would go to schools and talk to the kids about uh, firefighting and things they can do to learn to protect themselves. And then, and of course, them to do the best at school. Maybe one day you could be a firefighter or a teacher. Maybe one you could be a president of the United States. Is there uh, anything else you want to say, real quick? Anything you want to promote? 
Oh, yeah, we'll come out that way in November, and I want some at Texas Barbecue. Yeah, we're going to get Big Kenny here to hopefully make some for you. Okie dokie. Well, all right, Brady, thanks for calling in today, man, and talking with us, man. Until next time, man, I'm Knuckles. I'm Poppy. I'm Mike Dub Dub. And we will see you at the, the matches. matches. Take care, Brady. Take care, Brady. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you for having me. Bye. You've been listening to Side Hustles and Turnbuckles, a Podshack Studio Fort Worth production. Please like our Facebook page, Side Hustles and Turnbuckles. Like and subscribe to our podcast so you can be alerted each time we drop a new episode. Until next time, this is Big Skinny. We'll see you.